We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to another episode of the College Football Fantasy Podcast presented by Rotoviz. I am your host, Dave Onlico. I am joined, as always, by the one, the only, the Wispy, the Kid, Matt. How the hell are you? Hi, I'm good. I, I mean, it's uh, we're we're starting this podcast like an hour after Ohio State landed another five star wide receiver, which ho hum, ho hum, ho hum. Yeah, it, I, I'll be honest. Jeremiah Smith is a, a player that I've just been like anticipating his commitment because he's hinted for a while that he he thought he was going to be a Buckeye and everyone around the program thought he was going to be a Buckeye. So it was like I it it feels like anticlimactic, but it's one of those ones that if you learn, look into what people are saying about him, it's yeah, I don't I don't care if I've known this one was coming. I'm hyped. Yeah. So uh, must, I'm, I'm in a must good be mood. nice. Must I'm sorry. be nice. You guys have been ki- you guys are kind of killing it right now. I mean, yeah, you, we'll see. I, I mean, I'm, I'm still scared that we lose uh, Dante, Dante, but we'll see. I mean, it's always possible, but I, it does seem like at least he's at a minimum he is saying all the right things. So I, I wouldn't yeah. be panicking too bad. And in an era of nil, and honestly, like I, I think if you guys have like one five star kid, Oregon and. Ohio State are really go battling for a five star kid right now in um, Mateo Uyungole. I really think it's yeah. going to come down to one of those two schools. If we can get I, DJ to come over to Oregon and be our quarterback, that could help. I mean, that's yeah. I, I think he's. I, I think you guys are our big, are Ohio State's biggest threat for Mateo. So yeah. I, yeah, that'll be an inch. We'll I, see. I, you guys are doing great on the recruiting trail. In your yeah, right. yeah. Um, but, anyhow, but no so one, I mean, no one came to listen to me talk about Oregon. <laughs> I, I mean, um, it is, but it's been a big, it's been a big, lament. yes, it's been a big couple of weeks since we recorded like a uh, transfer portal opening and like everyone deciding that they're going to transfer. And then you were just telling me right before the show that Austin Reed is no longer uh, in the transfer portal because he, he, like you said, like he dipped his toes in and then the boosters came a calling and he was like, sure, I can stay here. No problem. I mean, I think that's uh, so, it is a it's a legitimate tactic. I mean, if you think you are sure. valued, but you don't know that you're going to get the like if you're a guy like Austin Reed, your value to Western Kentucky 
is a ton. But the reality right. is, is like Ohio State's not calling for Austin Reed. Like the the jump he's gonna make is probably to a Kentucky. Right. Like or yeah. I I mean there's there's a speculation out there that Louisville came after him and like made him an offer and like really attempted to get him, but like what is that jump really? Is it worth it if you like your coaches, you like your system? So the the idea of like just just see what's out there and then if you get a little extra NIL money because of it to come back to your program, you're not Absolutely hurting anybody. Do it. Like go for it. That's right. I, I'm all yeah. for these kids getting money. I I, I NIL makes me a little like queasy sometimes because I do sort of hate the idea that there are boosters basically doing roster building for quite a few programs out there. Um, not to name names, cough, Miami, cough, Tennessee, cough, Texas A&M. Um, but not to name any names. Um, right. We wouldn't do that. We're not that kind of podcast. possibly recklessly speculate that cough Auburn. Um, yeah, it's just uh, like it is this. It's a little unfortunate that it's turned that way in the like in what is a truly a good thing for college football for these kids to be able to make some money and be earn some value off of the hard work they've put in because for quite a few of these kids college may be the apex of their playing career and absolutely yeah the, they're still putting in this insane amount of hard work even if they don't necessarily make it to the pros so i i mean whatever it's good for them i'm happy for these kids making nil deals um the transfer portal it's a it's a great thing in theory but I think we've talked about this every single year since it's opened transfer portal transfer portal purgatory is a real thing. And you're going to see mm-hmm. this for these, like these guys that were like backups at a power five school who think that they're going to immediately get an offer from another equal level program only to find out that maybe they have to go group of five. Maybe or, they have to yeah. go. Or Juco. Yeah. Like, and, or that maybe they, they're, the thing that you won't see a lot, um, but absolutely can confirm does happen, is is there are, there are kids that you'll see will commit to a school. They're walking on. Like if you see right. a guy who was a backup at Purdue, all of a sudden commits to go play for like NC State. It's very plausible that that type of kid is now walking on at NC State. Um, right. If they, so it's, I don't know, it's it's just one of those things that's out there that's like, it's a very, very good thing to give them the flexibility to go and change programs because, I mean, we like we always say, like college coaches can leave whenever they want. And for a kid, if you went, went to a school because you committed to a coach and now that coach isn't there, what's keeping you there? Um, and there it, it's whatever. But it does, it's, it is unfortunate that like there's not a thousand spaces for like right. these players. Oh, yeah, there's really sure. not a thousand um, landing spots. So there's going to be quite a few kids that get stuck in the transfer portal and have to make a decision about, do they want to drop down to division two? Do they want to um, go to junior college is, or is their playing career come to an end? It's it's, but whatever it is, what it is. That's it's sort of part of life. And a lot of these kids were probably going to end up not playing football and it just might, rush the process but we're not here right. to focus Some on the dude. bad things because it you know what it is it's bowl season and bowl season is a very fun time of the year um there are 41 bowl games if you include the national championship 
Um, we're here today. We're this is going to be a little more free flowy show because Stefan and I did not prepare, and we also just sit honestly. It's really hard to give you locky type bets when you know, it's too early to prepare for half these games. Like we don't know who's playing in a lot of them, you know, like, yeah, I could sit here and talk to you all, all I want about how, uh, that 14, 14 points is whatever in the Oregon Tar Heels game. But like, we don't even know if Bo Nix is playing, you know, yeah. <laughs> like he no, could I... be, he could declare for the draft tomorrow. Like, so we, uh, it just wouldn't be, it wouldn't be good use it's of a little time. dishonest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think from our perspective, the way we want to talk about this is we're going to highlight some of these bowl game matchups that we think are really fun. Um, we'll talk about some of the plays that we see on the board that are, I mean, even early on, there's probably some value on them that we like. Yeah. And, um, I've got a few we'll probably, of those. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk briefly about the playoff just because I'll, we'll kick off just talking about the playoff because, well, I want to talk about it because it's still, it's still fun. It's, we still like college football. Um, and at the heart of it all is people competing for a championship. So we'll talk a minute for that. We'll talk about our favorite games. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, well, let, I get, well, let's go to this. What do you think of the playoff? What do you think of the four team group? Um, it's an interesting group. I don't think, I mean, obviously I don't think any of us would have had TCU in it to start the year. <laughs> you know, Ooh, like that's a, a huge shock. I wouldn't have had TCU and... in it when they were six and O like, right. Exactly. If you watch this team all year, they were the, I've seen, I saw uh, like a, a stat that basically said, if you look at TCU's like game control metrics, they were just as likely to have gone six and six this year as they were to have gone 12 and O. That's like crazy. that's well, they had a lot yeah. of lucky breaks, but good on and not they only, won those games. Not only does TCU in the playoff, a one loss TCU is in the playoff. Absolutely. Like there's not a world in which I thought that would be a reality. Um, but I mean that Georgia Ohio State game, which I'm sure you're very excited about, to me is uh I mean, that's a national championship game as far as I'm concerned. Well, so I'm I'm interested. I I mean, for obvious reasons i'm super interested in that game because ohio state but i mean i i guess how do you feel if you're georgia when you see that number three is tcu and ohio state's number four do you almost feel like you got punished oh there's no apps there's no there's no way in which this wasn't done on purpose you know like they did not want Ohio state and Michigan playing in the first round of the playoff. Yeah. And so I think, so from my perspective now, I I think they did the right thing. I I actually wouldn't have even with the loss in the big 12 championship game and the fact that TCU had for the most part been ranked behind Ohio state all year. um, I, I think I agreed in premise with just keep them there at three. I don't want to punish him for an overtime loss that was incredibly close. Like this wasn't even like there, there are overtime losses that are, are bigger beatings than what we saw in that one. TCU yeah. is, a, is a legit number three team in the country. So I don't feel like they should have been punished for losing the way they lost to a team that frankly is very good. Um, and Ohio state coming off of a very bad, home loss to a good team. I'm fine with keeping them at four. 
But man, if you're Georgia, like TCU, there, there's always one team that looks like fodder when you're going into mm-hmm. like this, where it's just like you're kind of just getting fed off to the to the like to the big teams in this. And that's why if you look historically, the the semifinal games are mostly blowouts. Um, right. Or if they're not blowouts, they're very close. I mean, they're I'm sorry, not very close. They're they're very one. They're never very competitive. Yeah. Yeah. And Georgia got the like one of four teams in the country that can maybe stack up with them talent wise. And they have to play them in round one versus round two. And if you're sitting there and you're Georgia, you're just like the committee couldn't have given us the one favor of giving us the team that looks like fodder. Um, And I, yeah, you almost feel like Georgia should have been, if if Georgia could have could choose who they played, they wouldn't have chosen Ohio state. (laughs) They would have chosen to play TCU. And their fan base, I, I've spent a little bit of time because we're going up against Georgia for some recruits. I've actually been spending a fair bit of time looking at the Georgia message boards just to get some information. And every once in a while, I'll see them put something up about Ohio State. Their fans are not concerned, but they're really not happy with this matchup. They they definitely have wanted to play TCU. And you know what? I'll say this. I actually think TCU is going to be scrappy, and I think there's a decent chance they'll make that game with Michigan entertaining. Um, mm. I do. Th- I, I'll tell you right now that I, I'm picking Michigan to win that game. Um, I'm also picking Georgia to win. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, if you're in, if you are sitting here looking at the the matchups, you definitely think Michigan just got the easier path. Absolutely. Uh, I, so, I don't know. Or, I, or, or maybe I should put it this way. I think TCU has the easier path. Yeah. Cause Michigan, Michigan's fraudulent. I hate Michigan. I know. Well, Michigan. I somehow, so I. you're a Buckeyes fan and I somehow hate Michigan just as much. Well, it's as because you do. I sit there and I, I'll tell, like, I'll tell you they're a good team. Like it's just, they play like, so <laughs> you know how Georgia kind of opened up this year and actually started scoring points. Yeah. Like for the most part this year, Last year and like maybe even like the before that, like 2019, when Georgia was just like throttling teams and just like really they were like, we're not going to beat you excitingly, but we're just going to like ruin your day. Oh, yeah. That's kind of how Georgia Yeah, that's the so that's what Michigan is, is they just sit there and they just like really just ruin your day. And then all of a sudden you look up at the scoreboard and you're like, oh, well, we lost. I guess yeah. that sucks. And I, I I still haven't fully processed that game. Um, I kind of think Ohio State quit at points in the game. But it is what it is. And now Ohio State gets to play a better version of Michigan. Because I think, <laughs> I think Georgia just is. They are exactly the same as Michigan, except for the fact that they're just better. And so now if Ohio State can go out there and beat Georgia, I ha- I will go into that game with confidence. But... Mm-hmm. Until then, I'm going to assume that Georgia's going to beat Ohio State, and I think they're going to have a fairly easy path to the national championship. But I'm still really excited for it. I'm really, really excited. Yeah, it's 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 great. I'm I am excited. I I do kind of hate that it's on New Year's Eve. Like, I can I just point totally... out so I have a super yes. uh, local Ohio rant for like 20 seconds. Okay, I'm, t- How... I'm putting the timer on. Ohio is the dumbest state because they regulated to release uh, legalized gambling on January 1st. 
So their biggest sports team no. in the entire state and their number one <laughs> betting event that you could have, the national championship semifinal game, will not be allowed to be bet legally on in the state of Ohio. Hmm. So dumb. I mean, they cost themselves yeah. like millions of dollars in revenue. Yeah, so it's dumb. also weird. It's also weird that January first doesn't have any games because it's a Sunday, and mm-hmm. so it's NFL day, and so like. Yeah, it's just going to be weird. It's going to be weird. I'm sure it's happened yeah. before, but I don't love it. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah. let's, so let's, let's hit talk a break real quick, of- shall we? Break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. <laughs> the most awkward uh, transition for a, a commercial. Um Take it away, man. But you should go buy that product or thing or person we were just selling. Yes. I don't know what it was. Um, so let's uh <laughs> let's talk about some of our favorite bowl games of this upcoming one. Uh I guess for me Do we do we wanna like go by day like and and see kind of so that we're not jumping all, right. all over the place somehow go in so some let's chronological go, order? Let's look at the so whatever the first weekend. The first weekend, so from what I have here, December 16th through the 19th. Yeah, Eh, Yeah, let's do that little section of games. So that's the Bahamas Bowl, Cure Bowl, Fenway Bowl, Frisco Bowl, Las Vegas Bowl, Lending Tree Bowl, New Mexico Bowl, LA Bowl, and Myrtle Beach Bowl. Which one of those, when you're looking at it, is, I guess, your favorite? Is the one that you're like, I can't wait to sit down and like really just watch Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know I'm a slut. So I want points. And that SMU-BYU game oh, yeah. <laughs> looks real fun to me. It's got it a total of in, in the 60s. Um, and I'm betting the over. <laughs> like yeah, SMU-BYU. Um, my buddy actually lives in um, Albuquerque. I think that's where the game's being played. Um, and uh, he's going to the game. And he's like, I'm just putting all my money on the over. I was like, yeah. I will too. And uh, I just think it's going to be a fun game. BYU's 
defense has been awful. SMU, you know, um, you know, Sonny Dykes obviously left there and, and has taken TC to great heights, but there's their offense is still fantastic. They've been super fun. Mm-hmm. Tanner Mordecai, hopefully he's playing. I don't actually know. I haven't from what I've seen, I haven't seen that he's not going to be playing. Um, but I also don't know for sure. But uh, BYU looks like Jaron Hall is dealing with has been dealing with some injuries, but he's supposed to play or he's on pace to play, I should say. So I just think this game could get nuts um, with uh, with some scoring. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this thing uh, over 64, you, we might be smiling with a, a winning ticket uh, in the third quarter. I do like that game uh, quite a bit. Um, it's just going to be stupid and fun. <laughs> you know, I just think it's going to be very little defense. And uh, I mean, I, and I like I, that. the only thing I worry about is just BYU is going to be weird because like Jaron Hall's a little injured. Conover's in the portal. So they're just going to be, th- they might just be throwing out there some dudes and just saying, screw it, just Maybe. chuck the ball everywhere. But I'm kind of okay with that because who cares? Um, whatever quarterback is playing, just go out there and have some fun with it. So I do think that's fun. Yeah. I'm kind of excited for the Fenway Bowl, or as it's being known around the, these parts, it's the Scott Satterfield Bowl. Because it's uh, yeah. Louisville and, and Cincinnati. That was one I'm excited about too. The only reason why this isn't like more exciting is if you look at who isn't playing. So Ben Bryant, the starting quarterback for Cincinnati, is out. Um, Josh Wiley and Trey Tucker, two of their like leading receivers, are both opt-outs. Nick Mardner and Jaden Thompson, two other wide receivers, are already in the portal. So Cincinnati is going to be without four of their top pass catchers. Um, so that, but the fun part is I actually think the quarterback that is the most entertaining is playing for them. That's Evan Prater because he is a little bit more of a runner. So this could get just a little bit free flowing, but then also mm-hmm. on the other side, no Travion Cooley. Cause he entered the portal. No, no Jalen. Yeah. No Jalen Mitchell. Yeah. So they're going to be missing. No some running backs. On both sides <laughs> of the ball. I kind of yeah. don't know that I care because I just want to see fun and. I'm all for like a game where you look at one side, one sideline and see a guy who coached on the other sideline not that long ago. Um, yeah. I think that's entertaining. If I were picking a side, I'm taking I guess Cincinnati. Louisville? When- see, I think I, Louisville. <laughs> uh, I want Cincinnati in the points. Yeah. But- see, I think if you're catching points with Cincinnati, it's probably should be a pick them, but whatever. I mean, one I think it's like point- plus two on point bet. Yeah. But- if you're going to be on whoever you're looking, whoever, whichever side you prefer, just look for the best line. Uh, do some shopping. One other game that I just have to bring up in this stretch, um, because it would have probably been my absolute favorite bowl game, is Oregon State and Florida in the Las Vegas mm-hmm. Bowl. I love this Oregon State team. I know you hate me for that, but I love this Oregon That's State fine. team. Hey, um, you're getting behind a Pac-12 school. I'm going to support it. If I yeah, and it's it's because they're OSU. Um, right, I that's, love that's this Oregon yes. State team, but if you look at the opt outs and the transfer portal kids from the Florida team, like it'll hurt your heart a lot because well, Florida's that's, gonna and be that's why Oregon State is favored by double digits. By double like, digits, I think it's it's ten points right now. I will say though. <laughs> I also have a rooting interest, though, for this Florida team in this one because the starting quarterback for Florida in this game is going to be Jack Miller. 
Um, oh, I and I him. love that for former, two real two reasons. So he's former a former Ohio State. Ohio guy, State. Right? Yeah, he transferred to Florida this offseason. Um, I've always liked him as a prospect. I thought he had the like size to be kind of a Ben Roethlisberger type quarterback. I um, I drafted just... him in my very first C to C league, like <laughs> the very first league I ever did. Um, mm-hmm. I drafted I drafted him. So I'm a big fan of his, and I hope he does well. And I I want him to I. So I was talking to a former Rotoviz writer who is now writing for, I believe, NBC Sports Edge, whatever they call it now, whatever Roto World was. Um, Zach? Jack Miller. No, no, Jack Miller. No, I, no, were you talking to Zach, I said? No, I was talking to Jack Miller. Oh. There's wait, a what? writer by the name of Jack Miller. Okay. Jesus Christ. Are you talking who about writes for NBC Sports Edge. <laughs> um, but not the Jack Miller who you're not excited the Jack, to watch. But we have both agreed that um, we want him to either play amazing or terrible. So he just gets tweets and everyone and has to do the response of, Oh, nice. Wrong yeah. Jack, wrong Jack, because his things like yes. Jack Miller, O two or something. So there's a hundred percent chance he's going to catch some like straight because we're going to instigate it. You oh, and me both. I literally will tweet at him seven or eight times during that game. Yeah. Um, all right. So that another game I like. The, I, I do like oh, from Connecticut that plus. Yeah, I do like Connecticut plus ten against Marshall. Um, Who are on you? the on the nineteenth? Um, what said picking Connecticut. a UConn? You like that? Yeah. Better? No, I'm the just University saying. Like, of Connecticut. No, like I mean, UConn I, has been your the, your team that you're against for like five years. Who are you? I know, but they're actually good with with, with I know, more. They right have now. a decent. Like, they have a yeah, decent coach I, now. I shouldn't say they're good. They're serviceable. Um, they're bowl they're eligible. In Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I kind of like them. Mexico State, by the way, was also bowl eligible this year. They're they're playing in a bowl game. I know. They. I think yeah. they had to get a waiver to get in it, but I don't care. Yeah. Um, I do. Uh, yeah. So just worth noting. I, do, I, I do like, like UTSA UConn and Troy. And okay. I like UTSA and Troy. Uh, I don't know that I love either side. I probably would just take the points with ever the dog, which I think is UTSA right now. So just take the dog. Yeah. Um, UTSA all right. Next plus one and a half. Yeah. Take that. Um, next slate of games we have is the Idaho potato bowl, Boca Raton bowl, new Orleans bowl, armed forces bowl, independence bowl, Gasparilla bowl, Hawaii bowl and quick lane bowl. If you're wondering how I'm actually picking these games and why I'm stopping where I'm stopping, I'm on sports reference, and this is literally where they put breaks. So yeah. um, the next uh, round will be more. In- <laughs> so you went breaks. through December. You went through Christmas Eve, 26th. December 24th. Oh, oh I went so through we've Christmas. Also got- I added the quick line bowl. Okay, so we have we do have our New Mexico State bowling green. Yeah. Dude, I'm that. not pumped on any of these games, if I'm honest, except um, Liberty Toledo. Um, I think that will be a fun game. I do lean uh, Toledo in that one, but I think you kind of made me a Toledo fan. I don't even think you meant to do it, but you had a lot of uh, Toledo plays this year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, so I I, I do kind of, I kind of like uh, Toledo in this one, Um, but none of these games are ones that I'm like super pumped on. If I'm being a hundred percent. I mean, I think I'm with you. I, I don't think I'm like 
running to but my Toledo couch like minus enemies. four, minus five right now. By the way, but yeah. I mean, I think my favorite plays of the, or my favorite game of the entire bunch that I just read off is the New Orleans Bowl, which is Western Kentucky and South Alabama. Um, and yeah. unfortunately, it's at Wednesday at 9 p.m. <laughs> there is a zero chance I'll watch any of it. But sorry, I'm just honest. Um, like that's just it's I a really fun one. I think that's the night of my Christmas party. So for work, so I don't think oh, I'm so gonna be, be catching that one. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm not I'm gonna be watching it on my phone. So if Austin Reed. I, so he went into the portal and then came back out. There's still actually a decent chance. I don't know if there's any confirmation whether or not he's going to play in that game. Um, if he sits out, South Alabama lay the points. I don't care. Um, South yeah. Alabama is just a really good football team. They they're there's a there's a reason they are favored right now. Um, and I'm fine just laying the points with them because I don't know that this Western Kentucky team is great regardless. Um, but yeah, I would say that's probably my favorite one of the slate. Yeah, South yeah, Alabama is a fair. four and a half point favorite now. So, um, but that's it, really. Like, I mean, from a I hate myself perspective, uh, I am going to watch every second of New Mexico State and Bowling Green. Um, I'm <laughs> off work that day. It's at two thirty in the afternoon. If you're telling me that I can watch two teams that I've spent the last like six years making fun of play football against each other. I'm going to do it. So which side, which side do you want? Who, who Let's do you see, want my, that one? I did. I did update my numbers before all this, but I haven't really modified. I'm guessing you just will take the dog is my guess. I, uh, it is a pass play for me, but I prefer giving, or I prefer taking the points with New Mexico state. Three and a half. I think that's what I got. Yeah. Because I have That's it just a little shy. Yeah, yeah, I would. I can, I will never put my money on New Mexico State. I'm just going to go ahead and say that New right now. I think I've oh. been, I think I had them against Hawaii earlier this year, and that hurt my. Yeah, I remember that soul. one. I remember that one. All right, um, where are we moving to next? Let's get some. Let's get a nice. I'm not going to do. Here. All right, let's go through the 29th because this next stretch is legitimately all the games from up until New Year's Eve, and I'm not going to do that. So we've got okay. the Birmingham Bowl, the Camellia Bowl, the First Responder Bowl, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, which is just the worst name for a bowl, the Military Bowl, the Liberty Bowl, the Holiday Bowl, the Texas Bowl, the Cheez-It Bowl, the Pinstripe Bowl, and the Alamo Bowl. Um, so our, <laughs> our last one we have is Texas and Washington, and I'm just going to steal that one from you right away because for sure. me, that is the – I mean – it's the one matchup where I actually, we're probably getting both starting quarterbacks. Like we're probably getting Quinn against Penix in that one. Be fun. I'm pretty hyped. I yeah, sign me up. It's the I, opposite I, of Wisconsin Oklahoma State. <laughs> you know where yeah, both like quarterbacks for me, are that one is you can give a shit about that game. <laughs> like if you're giving me that matchup, it's kind of a fun one. It's Texas. You get to see Quinn Ewers like say Texas is back while standing at the Alamo bowl. If they win that game, like, yeah, come on, that's fun. You get to see that mullet flowing in the wind. Give me that game. Um, I'm taking the over. I don't know what the number is, nor do I care what the number is, but that's one where 68. I think, yeah. Defenses will be left at home for that game. No one will be playing I, to get hurt. 
give me I have the never over. heard you I've never heard you uh push an over 68 <laughs> before. That but, is, hey, that I love that, it. Like I will tell you right now that is a defenses be damned game. Um, yeah. So Well, I mean, we've got another one of those on the slate in this in this grouping here too. Actually, we might have two two more. Uh, oh, I see. But it. one obvious one is Oregon North Carolina. Like you've been shitting on Oregon's defense uh, before it was cool, you bad. know. <laughs> like, uh, and, and everyone, everyone knows North Carolina's defense is is awful. I'll be honest, Bo Nix may not play. I don't care when it comes to the points being scored in this one. There's going to be a shit ton of points. Um, the number right now is right at like seventy. I'm going over this one as well. Oof. And I think I think Oregon minus fourteen is laughable. Like UNC problems they're not going to struggle scoring yeah josh downs isn't going to be playing but last time i checked drake mazing is and that's all they're going to need uh yeah that that was the only thing that'll weird me out is we have so many dudes in the transfer portal like justin like our 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 entire linebacking core is gone other than uh noah's tool so the flow um, one hurt i was sad i was upset Especially because he lost his first his first year on campus due to injury, so like we, he yeah. only played this year. I don't really know why he's leaving. I think it's a weird choice, especially. But whatever, we don't have to talk about I it. I think he um, might have a shot. At, isn't he from? He's from like California, right? Probably. Yeah. I thought he was. I think he's from California. I wouldn't be shocked if like he's got a USC type offer in front of him or something like that. But he could have gone to USC to to start with. Like USC oh, I know, but I, I, I mean, you know how it is. Sometimes kids yeah. just they get somewhere and they change their mind. Um, yeah. But I, I think um, that's the probably... other. Go. Oh, the other game that I think defenses might not show up that could become a real uh, hoot nanny is uh, Oklahoma Florida State, the Cheez It Bowl. Mm-hmm. I could see that one getting out of hand, and that one being kind of fun too. Just mainly because Oklahoma's defense is atrocious. Um, I don't know what their quarterback situation is. I'm Eric Ray's already opted out. Um, Theo Weiss at the transfer portal. So uh, their offense isn't going to be at a hundred percent, but it's still going to be you good enough care. to, to put yeah. up a bunch of points. It'll be a fun game. I mean, I, I think that's an interesting game. Uh, that was one I was kind of with you on. Uh, what was the other one? There was one. I mean, see, I could see there, there are a few games I could see getting sideways pretty quick. And like, maybe I'm just by sideways. You mean like blowouts? Like, or do you just mean like just the game gets weird? Yeah, like just gets weird. I think is what I mean by um, UCF and Duke. Yeah, could quietly just turn into a let's have some fun here. Let's 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 end the season with a good time. Um, UCF. Honestly, I want every bit of UCF plus two and a half in that one. Yeah, Honestly. I think I do too. But I also don't. I yeah. And I'll be honest. Uh, let me see what the number is on. Oof, East. Car- I wanted to say East Carolina, but man, oh, that number real quick before we move lot. on from before we move on from UCF, Ryan O'Keefe hitting the transfer portal. I think is pretty interesting. He's a really good, really good wide receiver. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Kansas, Kansas, Arkansas, and the Liberty Bowl will be interesting as well. Um, that one could get nutty as far as points being scored. Um, but I, I, I think Arkansas's defense, while not great, will be able to slow down Kansas um, if they decide to show up. They do have uh, quite a few people hitting the, the portal. Um, but I think it'll be a fun game. 
I'm, I'm here for it. I I don't know. This slate's in just a fun one. There's a there's a lot yeah. of good games. Um, I, that's going to be a good week. Uh, that Tuesday to Texas Tech uh, Ole Miss is going to be fun. Yeah, like I think this is the week that if you're if you're just a college football fan, you're a bowl a bowl fan. Um, whether you're at the office and you just have it up on a side screen, or you're yeah. at home, um, dude, I will be at the office because uh, I just I'm the business operations HR guy, so I have to be there. But like, there's gonna be no one else, <laughs> no one else there. So I will just be watching football on a side screen while doing my work. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it I mean, will it's be like up. you were with the World Cup. Well, yeah. So basically, the months of November and December were brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I think all those games are fun. I, I like I said, I think my favorite one that I'll be watching on that run is is Texas and Washington. Um. That'll be a good one. Yeah. That I think that's the stretch of you might just see that be like a week of football where it's don't expect to watch any defense except for I mean and we didn't talk about this but probably Wisconsin and Oklahoma State is one where you just take the under um, yeah Syracuse I Minnesota you know, take the under <laughs> yeah um, all right let's move on we got the games from wow screw it we'll just wrap up the rest of the bowl games on this one because it doesn't make sense to just leave four. Um, we do. you've got the Duke's Mayo Bowl, you've got the Gator Bowl, you got the Arizona Bowl, uh, the Sun Bowl, the Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Music City Bowl, Peach Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, which are our two semifinals, uh, the Citrus Bowl, the Relia Quest. Okay, I said before there was a the guaranteed rate bowl was the worst name. Relia Quest is now officially the worst name. Uh, the Cotton Bowl and the Rose Bowl. Um, I'll kick this one off. I we're not going to get Bryce Young, but we're probably going to get Jalen Milrow. Um, I love Kansas State and Alabama because I dude, I think and the total is a, only like 54, 52 well, or something crazy. And it's I think it's partially because of the fact that you're a, the assumption right now is that a lot of the any meaningful player on Alabama um, is probably not going to play. So you're looking at a quarterback that doesn't really. But we like don't to know throw. that for sure yet. Bryce Young ain't playing. I mean, I can tell you that for sure yet. Uh, Vegas knows. Vegas is certain Bryce Young isn't playing. Um, And Kansas State's a grind on. Like they can score, but they would much rather beat you in the 20s than the 30s. Um, I love this game because I think it's going to be a Kansas State win. Um, How much? What do I have to? What's I I know Alabama's favored, but what are they laying? They're on, they're laying three, or you can get up to three and a half. I will be taking Kansas State plus three and a half in that game, because Kansas State winning that game against Alabama yeah. is huge for their program. They can go flaunt that for the entire off season. So one thing I can say for sure is Vegas. If Vegas is laying that game with a low total, they are confident that Bryce Young isn't going. Um, Alabama is going to go a little heavy on the run, um, and they're going to be leaning on Jalen Milrow's legs because that's kind of what he does. Uh, he's not an right. elite pass. You know, I think he's a decent, he's a better quarterback than he probably gets credit for. But the reason I love this game is because it really is a program building game for Kansas state against a team that does not care and does not want to be there. Um, this is going to be the game that the sec points to of saying, well, we, we didn't care. That's why we lost. Uh, we didn't, yeah, there's, you didn't get the real SEC feel. 
Um, I think Kansas State could pull this outright upset, but if you're giving me three and a half points, I'm going to take it. I love this game. This is maybe my favorite game of the whole bowl season. Um, I hope there aren't any major opt-outs from Kansas State when this actually comes up, but not that there's anyone other than like, if both of their quarterbacks somehow opt out, then maybe I'd be bummed out. But um, otherwise, I just I, I think that's a really fun one. I think that one has the potential to be the best non like playoff game in the entire slate. Yeah, I think I think so too. Uh, regardless of if Bryce plays, um, another one that I think could be um, well, I should say I don't know if it's going to be a good game, but uh, give me UCLA minus six against Pittsburgh without. Kadon Slovis. Um, yeah, I don't know who's, I don't think anyone, I haven't seen that DTR has opted out, but maybe he has. Um, do you know? I don't have, I mean, if it's not it's being too out er- there, it's, it's probably too early, but this is, which is why I, ha- is I why haven't we, bet it yet, yeah. but minus six, I just feel like if DTR is playing, if Charbonnet yeah. is playing, like that number is way off. I would guess Charbonnet is the one opt out. Like if he like he's the but, one to be, but you know me, running backs aren't going to move my numbers all that much. They shouldn't. No, running back shouldn't. DTR but this is would. one where, yeah, this is one where you maybe want to hold off to bet until like the twenty eighth ish. Like, kind of keep an eye on the number if it starts to inflate on one side. Um, yeah, if you, maybe you see it moving like, too much. Um, but otherwise, this is one where hold off to bet as late as possible because you pro- you will get. There's going to be a late transfer portal guy. There's going to be a late um, opt out. Like, like I said, Charbonnet. I think for me last year, one of the biggest like upsets was, or biggest thing that annoyed me was I was all in on UTSA last year in their bowl game, and then Sincere McCormick opted out like right, like an hour and a half before the game, and I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Definitely uh, yeah. lost money because that move. Um, but whatever. I mean, it's it's fun. Um, you know, it's kind of an interesting game based on like the way they were playing at the end of the year. Um, Notre Dame and South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, now, I know Mayer is I, I know he declared he, for the draft. He opted oh, out. Yeah, he's yeah, he's and not. That's and a, Drew Pine's out, too. I don't care about that. They don't pass. Notre Dame doesn't pass the football, so I don't know that I care. But I think this is a fun matchup for uh, both teams. And I think for South Carolina, it's this is the type of end your season on a good note. Um, although I, it, it, you very well might get a Spencer Rattler opt out late. Um, if he thinks his stock is high enough to go to the NFL. Um, I had Corey Rucker from South Carolina just entered the portal, which was uh, a little disappointing, but I don't know. I think that that's kind of, it's just a fun game because I think it's two coaches that are young and are kind of just trying shit right now. And you get that type of situation where they're just trying out some players. It may work out for entertainment factors. Yeah. Uh, another game I like is the Arizona bowl. I like Ohio. Uh, it's kind of a pick them against Wyoming. I'm giving the Bobcats, man. They, uh, they were just printing they're money like team. betting. Yeah, they were great. Um, the, my only wins were because of the Ohio Bobcats. Hey, you know uh, what? Down the stretch. Uh, so I'm going to continue. And like, Wyoming's um, best running back, Titus Swen, uh, hit the transfer portal, so he won't be playing. Um, so, yeah, I like Ohio and, and, and a pick up against a Wyoming team that I'm not a huge fan of. They do like to slow the game down. Like the, I think the total is like a, in the low 40s. 
Um, I'll avoid that, but um, I think Ohio wins that game because it scares me. Low 40 totals are great. Um, Get out of here. What was the one I was just – oh, there was – Tennessee Clemson, the Orange Bowl. No, that game sucks. That game sucks. It's what – Kate Klubnick. Klubnick? Yeah, let's see what happens. And if Kate Klubnick – but, I mean, Tennessee's going to be able to score still a little bit. But, I mean, I'm laying the points with Clemson. I I don't know that Clemson is a great team, but I'm laying the points with Clemson there. Um, the game I was going to point to is like, as a really fun game. I got, I have two games left on the board that I think are just super fun. Penn state, Utah is one. And it's just because I think this Utah team is a, a less talented version of Michigan. And that Michigan team gave Penn state a ton of issues earlier in the year. So I think this is a, a pretty challenging matchup. Um, but well, especially now, said, especially now with um, uh, Cam Rising being healthy again, like now that he can move yeah. a bit, um, ever since that Oregon game where he was really hurt, um, he'd struggled. And then, and then you saw him against USC do um, exactly what he was doing um, at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. And I think this Utah team is is really good. I will say that the there's one or there's two opt outs from this game that are disappointing um and it's parker washington won't be playing and that's it's okay they he didn't and joey I mean, porter they have other ones than the joey porter jr um yeah if those two guys were playing i would be telling you to hammer the penn state side right now um as it stands i'm probably just going to say like i love it and i will be on the penn state side but i'm probably not hammering it yeah yeah that's fair. um as for uh, the other game that I I'm watching every second of, um, you could not pull me away from the screen. If you say Iowa Kentucky, I'm bleeding. no, 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 no. I it's the Cotton Bowl and it's Tulane and UCLA or not UCLA That's and USC. USC. I don't care. Yeah, that'll be a good one. I, like I, Caleb Williams might not play, and there's a decent chance he won't just because if he's even a little bit hurt, there's no reason to roll him out there. Um, but if he does, I love these two offenses. They're so mm-hmm. much fun. Um, and like this this has the potential to just be one of those really, really fun back and forth games. And it's partially because I think USC's an overrated has been an overrated team all year. Um, and I think Tulane will be able to score on them. So Well, and we've talked about uh Michael Pratt. Uh, the quarterback for Tulane quite a bit in like the DFS section of our podcast. Whenever, whenever Tulane was in the slate, we, we would talk about him. No, I don't think there's, so. There's so there's been, I, I will say this. So this is, um, this is me listening to just too much content out there. Um, there's been a lot of like weird smoke that he's a guy that might jump in the portal. And really? I, he isn't in yet, but there's been, a fair bit of speculation that there are multiple teams interested. Don't in you go out, in him. but don't you go out and beat USC and then jump in the portal? <laughs> or is that, not I mean, allowed? maybe, but I've, I mean, maybe, but one of the teams, like I've heard him as a guy that like as a potential Notre Dame type target. Um, hmm, I could see that. But if, if Michael Pratt so did, is did, real quick, field, real, real, real quick, did, um, I can't even remember his name now. Notre wow. Dame starting quarterback who got injured. 
Um, Tyler Travis has been Ty, Travis was all over him, loved him. Tyler has Buckner. the world given up on him now already? No, but I think there's concerns about that room's depth. Like they're yeah, just because every I, podcast I listened to was like Notre Dame needs a quarterback. Notre Dame needs a quarterback. Notre Dame needs a quarterback. Well, I'm like so, so the, is Buckner dead? But you're right; they don't have much. Kind time. of. It, it's not that I think he's dead. It's more that you're talking about. So here's the issue with Tyler Buckner. Um, he is everything we've seen out of Tyler Buckner is that he is when he's healthy and on the field, he is spectacular and he can do whatever he wants. The issue is he still appears to be kind of raw because you're talking about a guy who was a fringe five-star quarterback as a junior in high school. He then missed his entire senior season. Um, right. So he didn't play any of it because I think it was the 2020 season. Um, yep. He missed all of it. So then he gets to Notre Dame and is effectively when he goes into games, he's used in mop-up, not real rep duty. And then he gets on the field again um, and gets injured fairly early in the year. So you're talking about a guy who has essentially not played meaningful football now for three years. And I think he was only a one-year starter in high school. So it's it's a bummer to say, but he's just not – he doesn't have necessarily the reps, and now there's some concerns about his injury possibilities. Um, I wouldn't be overly shocked if – they do bring in a guy and I think they're going to like, I think they would prefer I'm looking at the quarterbacks just quickly in the portal. Um, like I think they would prefer to get somebody like a Michael Pratt, like, a, you know, where Slovis is going. There was someone else. Who's the other quarterback? Like, I think they wouldn't, they'd like getting Hudson card. Um, yeah, I've heard Hudson card link to uh, Oregon too, though. But, but, like if I were them, I mean, I, if I were them, the quarterback I'm going after is Devin Leary, and I'm saying, I risk be damned, I'm going after the best portal, the quarterback in the portal. Um, you think he is over the, DJ? Yes. Okay. And I don't know that it's close. I oh, like wow. DJ. I still think DJ has potential, but I think DJ is going to take six months of work to get back to where he was as a freshman. Because so I think sad. that system broke him. Yeah, um, that's fair. And I think if you're Notre Dame, you do not have the luxury of trying to rebuild a quarterback. Whereas Devin Leary, like I, I said, I had him as a Heisman potential finalist at the beginning of the year. I, I felt like they lacked some of the the weapons that they had the year before, and that's why his play dipped a little bit before his injury. But I uh, like... He's he's a super talented guy. Um, there, are, but there's an interesting group of quarterbacks out there. I mean, if I'm them, oh, I'm, for sure. If I'm Notre Dame, I'm also going to kick the tires on Grayson McCall. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. He would be a great fit at Notre Dame, I think. But it just I mean, like it a- is what it is. I like I whatever. We're, we we kind of get drifted off topic, but to say this is like Michael Pratt. I, there's been a little bit of smoke that he might jump in the portal. Maybe he is just saying to like. Let's get one more game out there, and then I'll make a decision. Yeah, I won't be shocked. And I, but if if he's out there, that game is going to be endlessly fun because it's a Lincoln Absolutely. Riley offense against a um, Willie Fritz offense. And I'm I, I don't know which offense I love more. They're both super fun. 
Yeah. I'm just joking. We're here joking. for it. I love Willie Fritz's offense more, but you Lincoln Riley is going to be more prolific. Yeah. Um, just looking here. Um, I mean, Mississippi State, Illinois. I mean, I can't imagine I mean, how hard it must be for that program right now with Coach Leach passing away this week. Yeah, we didn't uh, talk about that. Super but... tragic. I know. I don't really know what to say. Like, I mean, I, I've had to deal with way too much death in this last calendar year. Like, I just kind of ignore it yeah. at this point because I don't know how to deal with it. I've lost too many people this year. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Um, well, no, I, I don't know. So I, I don't know what impact that has on that game. You know, like how do you quantify that? You can't. I mean, you have to assume that if Mississippi State is going, like, there's two, there's two ways to read this, and both are wrong. Um, <laughs> one, I mean, effectively, the you're either reading it as Mississippi State is going to go out there and win one for win one for Leach. Um, yeah, win one for the and old then you coach. get the you get you get the super like revved up team that just goes out there and scores a billion points against the best defense in the country. Or you get a team that starts off fast and then dies off late and just like fit kind of fail. I hate that I said dies off, but whatever they, they kind of fade late in the game and it's, it is what it is. And it's probably an easy win yeah. for Illinois. I'm not betting this one because it, it there is such a, there's too many on, un- unknowns well, too many factors betting, you're betting on the emotions of like 18 to 22 year olds and <laughs> yeah. for anyone who has been 18 to 22 years old which i have to assume is all of our listeners because if we have 17 year olds <laughs> listening to me i'm real confused um but <laughs> yes, if you've been yes. 18 to 22 at any point in your life um you know that your emotions are very weird at that point and even if you're a mature mm-hmm. 18 to 22 year old your emotions you know thing ping pong all over the world. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, as for, I have feel like I have to say this because I did kind of talk shit about Mike Leach a whole lot um, during his time. I, he's not a bad guy. Like I, the one thing I will say is like, there are a lot of coaches out there that I think are seemingly like not good human beings. I don't think Mike Leach is one of them. I think he did. has probably right. like, he's a little bit rough around the edges and he's probably not the like, not like wouldn't he and I probably wouldn't be friends in real life, but I mean, he's a guy, but he's a dude you'd have respect for. Yeah. He, 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 he's super innovative. He's the reason why he's one of the big reasons why the air air raid offense became prolific. Why he pretty much with that offense changed a conference. He changed the big 12. Um, and I think he's a great coach. And to be honest with you, like for as much as I can say, like, oh, I wouldn't be friends with him. This is also a guy that like makes a point of he'll he tries to put some lightheartedness and fun back in like these very sterile interviews where he talks about yeah. candy. Like how many times do we hear this guy like talk about just like his mm-hmm. favorite candies that he likes to eat? Like he just tries to like just be a, a lighthearted individual. And it, it I mean, college football is it's definitely impacted in a negative way by his loss. And while I don't necessarily think he was, he was ever this super elite coach of, um, at the, like the evolving game of football. Cause I don't think he embraced recruiting in a way that you need to, to be at the top of the top to sit here and say he was anything less than an innovative coach X's and O's wise would be dis- a disservice to what he did in his career. Um, so 
we I think the college football world rightfully is mourning his passing uh, this week. And um, for their sake, I, I hope Mississippi State goes out and just puts on just the best performance they had all year and really does go out and win one for him because it would be a good moment. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I uh, our buddy Colby Dant, who was on the podcast earlier, uh, they actually had Leach on their show once. And so, um, yeah, just the dude was just a good dude. Like he, he gave back in a lot of ways and, um, yeah, he's going to be missed for sure. And it just sucks, you know? And, um, yeah, it kind of reminds you that, uh, there are real people at the ends of these conversations that we're having, you know, like, um, which of course we know, but it's easy to kind of overlook at times. So. Yeah, but super sad. I was like, wait, what? Because uh, I, I hadn't been on Twitter over the weekend, so I, I know that a lot of people knew about his his like uh, going into the hospital and stuff like that, but I hadn't seen any of that. So it was like out of the blue. I was like, geez, this is terrible. It was uh, quite a shock. Yeah. But anyway. Well, to end the show on anyway. a less sad note. <laughs> yeah, um, Jesus. <laughs> whatever. This is what we, we... We hit some real stuff is what, every once in a while, but I think the, the thing to... Mike Leach would want us to enjoy college football right now. He would want us to go out yeah. here. Oh, for sure. And it, it is it is college football season. Um, we are wrapping it up the only way that we know how with a bunch of arbitrarily named bowl games um, yes. to make a whole bunch of corporate sponsors a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. And we're going to have these kids go off to random parts of the country. And if, yeah, and enjoy it because we're going to have college football to watch starting on the, I believe the 16th is the first game this Friday. We're going to have that all the way up until January 7th, I think is when the national championship is. So yeah. And then it's gone for a long ass time. Yeah. And we have to wait. <laughs> we'll, and we'll have to wait. And I will fun. tell you over the off season, a thousand times why some arbitrary Mac team is going to win nine games. So yeah. Enjoy the time that you don't have to hear that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, all right. No, let's, uh, we'll, we'll be yeah. back. Um, we're not exactly sure when, but we'll definitely be back before the playoffs to actually break down those games a little bit more and look at some fun ways to bet those, some, uh, sure to win same game parlays that Matt's going to have cooked up for us. Yeah. You know me, I, as, as you guys know, <laughs> I am the uh, single game parlay expert. That is my wheelhouse. And I, I promise you never miss those, those sports books. They absolutely don't want you to bet these single game parlays. Cause they just, they lose so much money on them. It's true. It's true. There it's the really the only way to, uh, to get back at them for them taking all of our money throughout the rest of the year. So, <laughs> Oh, by the way, That's because I, we are, I, I do want to do this real quick because we are a show that had, I'm going to bury this at the very end of an hour long show, but we are a show with a little bit of transparency on the year um, for our regular season. Um, Stefan was down 24.68 units Cat in the background. Um, I was down 8.57 units for both of us. It was really kind of a, it was a wavy year. Um, I had some, like I pretty much wiggled back and forth between like minus three and plus five weeks. Um, And then I had a few like minus sevens in there. You were actually pretty consistently like sitting around 500 on your like weeks. And you just had, you had a really bad week five where you lost seven units and a really bad yeah. week uh, 13 where you lost eight units. 
other than that, Jesus. You, I mean, eight units. <laughs> yeah. You, it, so that's, it, it does hit sometimes where just there's very, um, it, just see the it doesn't go our way. This was a, this was kind of an awkward year, but to be honest, we, I think we, you and I both have some adjustments to make going into next year. Hopefully you realized at some point in the year to fade us rather than bet us, um, right. To tail us because you would have made money if you, uh, if you faded both of us. Yeah, that's really a shitty thing to have to say. Hey, you know what? But there we I'll, are. I'll say this: we we are we do put effort into this, and I, I will tell you that I've spent hours upon hours upon hours working on like tweaking my power rating to try and make it. Um, but he, I mean, there were a lot of there are a lot of variables that go into college football, and I will tell you that if you know you, if you if you tailed my writing this year, so like I, this is me humble bragging. If you tailed my writing, you probably made a decent amount of money because my writing, I think I only lost like two or three games all year. But if you tailed my, these ones where I'm doing these 10 units, it, it is, it's a little bit more, the more you open up your, um, your, your spread of games that you're betting on, the more likely you are to take a loss. So I think one of my lesson from a lot of this is to just narrow it down and pick these games that you do have these really strong feels for. Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of the things that I thought was interesting is, while there's no denying I was uh, terrible uh, with our podcast shows, like I've still been profitable because I, I track all of my um, all of my bets week in and week out. And on the season, I'm still up um, like 26 units at the moment. Thank you. Um, and it's because of live betting, you know, and I think that's really where and hedging also, <laughs> you know, like when numbers move, taking advantage of it when you're um and so I, I do a lot of live betting to kind of um, alleviate some of that risk. Um, and maybe we talk about that over the off season, some, some different strategies that we have if people are interested, but um, yeah, the, uh, the straight up uh, locks or best bets, whatever we call it. We definitely not calling it locks, but uh, that was, that was a struggle for sure. We call them picks of the week. I think that's how we, that's went true. With we have a drop in everything. So <laughs> we make up, yeah. we make a point. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. I am very excited for some some more football. It's not over yet. Um, I'm actually in the playoffs in a couple of uh, – actually, I'm in the playoffs in a bunch of leagues um, for uh, NFL. So that's kind of exciting. Ever. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Um, no, I, 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 won, I, I won one of our, uh, one of our uh, C2C leagues. I, I took home the college side of things. and Get it. I'm in – I'm in the running for a couple of, uh, I mean, I uh, got the, unfortunately I have a lot of Lamar Jackson. Um, <laughs> so well, hopefully that PCL heals up quickly and, uh, and I can write, write that out, but, uh, we'll see. Meh. No one Sorry. cares about my fantasy football teams. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I care. I care. <laughs> you don't, you don't, and you shouldn't, <laughs> but Hey, um, anything you want to leave our listeners with Matt before we take off? Bye Jeremiah Smith. I was hoping you would say that. All right, we'll talk to y'all later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.